Good morning, Lakeview Church. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Chris Williams, and I get to serve here as the lead pastor, and I just want to tell you how glad I am that you're here today. Whether this is your first time or your thousandth time, uh, I'm glad to see you today. And whether you're here in the room or whether you're joining us online, we just want to welcome you to Lakeview Church today. Uh, we are in a series right now uh, called The Songs of Jesus, and we've been looking at the Psalms, which is this Old Testament book, and we're going to dig into the passage that Hannah just read for us a few moments ago. But I want to just take a quick moment before we get into that to just say thank you to all of our dream teamers who worked on Vacation Bible School this last week. So let's give them a round of applause. They deserve special medals of honor, especially if they were working with the preschool kids. Uh, we had one night where 29 preschoolers showed up, and we needed the Lord's help. Let's just say that. Um, our team did a great job, though, kind of reconfiguring for the next night, and we were able to adjust to that and make some new plans to make that work better. And just so grateful. I think one of the nights we had over 90 kids here. Um, just a wonderful week of ministry to kids and families. And again, thank you to our Dream Teamers for making that possible. Uh, and our kids are over now in the kids' ministry space, and they're having a lesson uh, alongside of this one that we're going to have in here from Psalm 91. Uh, what I'd like to do is just pray, if that's okay. And uh, let's just pray together and ask the Lord to speak to us through his word. God, we're so grateful for this time that we could be together today. We are grateful, God, for uh, even as we have seen in this service, the joy that children bring to our lives. God, we thank you for this week of ministry that uh, has been able to occur with our kids. We're so thankful, God, uh, just for all of the people who made VBS possible. And God, thank you for just giving us a great week together. Lord, as we wrap up VBS today and uh, have a party after this service, Lord, I just pray uh, that you will continue to meet with us and make yourself known to us. And God, as we look at your word for these next few moments together, would you speak to us today from the scriptures? Guide and direct us, we pray. And we lift these things up to you now in Jesus' name, amen. Let me ask you a question. What do you do when you see storm clouds gathering? What do you do when you see storm clouds gathering? Go outside. There is something wrong with that boy. Well, I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up about 25 minutes from the Atlantic Ocean. And when I was a kid, we spent every single weekend at the beach. It was a wonderful childhood. And it's hard for me to live in the state of Indiana with that as my background, I'll just tell you. I love the ocean. It's fun to swim in a pool or swim in a lake, but there's nothing like swimming in the ocean. And when I was a kid, I would go to the ocean and we would spend time swimming in the ocean. Me and my dad, we would build sandcastles. One of the things my dad and I like to do is uh, I would dig a big hole. My dad would lay down in it with just his head sticking out and I would just bury him in the sand. I don't know why I thought that was so much fun, but I enjoyed that as a little kid. 
And one of the things that we would do, uh, not just swim in the ocean, not just spend time building sandcastles, but my grandfather had a boat that we would take out into the ocean. Sometimes we'd go in the Chesapeake Bay. Sometimes we would go out in the Atlantic Ocean and we would fish, mainly fish for flounders. And we would fill coolers full of flounder. We had so much fun doing that when I was a kid. And I remember one particular day, although there were lots of days of fishing like that, there was one particular day that we went out on my grandfather's boat and we had gotten up early in the morning, we had filled our coolers, we had loaded all of the gear and we were out now on the ocean. And as we were out there, uh, we looked off in the distance and there were some storm clouds that were starting to form. There were dark clouds off on the horizon. They weren't really near us. We could just see them off in the distance. And so we just kept fishing because that's what you do. And as we continued to fish a little bit later, we noticed that the breeze was starting to get a little bit stiffer. It was blowing a little bit harder where we were. And then a few minutes later, as we continued to fish, the gentle rocking of the boat on the ocean water started to get a little more, shall we say, aggressive in its rocking. And it's at that point that my grandfather said, you know what? I think we need to hightail it out of here. And so we reeled in, we stowed our gear, my grandfather revved up the engines, and off we went. We couldn't make it back to shore And so my grandfather, knowing the area that we were in, knew that there was a little island that we could go to where we could anchor the boat and we could get off the boat and go onto the island to find shelter from the storm. And that's exactly what we did. What do you do when you see storm clouds gathering? Well, you run for cover, unless you're one of these guys, right? You run for cover. Because if it's a bad storm in particular, you need to find shelter. I think we are living right now in stormy times. We live in a stormy world. If we just think about just the last 18 months, we think about all that we have gone through as a nation, as a world. We think about a global pandemic. We think about racial tensions being on the rise. We think about riots and violence in the streets, violence even in our capital. We think about the political divisions that exist where where opponents are demonized and villainized so that we can win the day on our side. We think about the fact that we live in a day and age where the the kind of discourse in our culture has devolved. That's the only way I know how to say it. We've introduced this idea of cancel culture so that if you say something that we don't like, we don't actually have to listen to you. We can just cancel you. This is the kind of world we live in. And we think about those kind of big storm clouds that gather out in our world, out in our culture. And then we come closer to our lives, to where we live day in and day out. Not that those things don't impact us. They do. We see those storm clouds forming. But there are other storm clouds when we look the other direction that are just as real and just as impactful. For example, some of you today have the storm clouds of relational hardship forming in your life. 
There was a marriage that you thought was solid and stable, but you find yourself in a moment today where it's shaky and maybe even falling apart. Some of you have friends that you thought were loyal and would be loyal to the end, and yet you find yourself living in the reality where you've experienced deceit and betrayal from those very friendships that you thought wouldn't endure. Some of you have shared intimate details of your life's journey with people who are close to you, people that you thought were trustworthy, people that you thought you could respect and that would hold that information in strictest confidence. And then what you found is that they took those pieces of information and now they're using them as currency in the gossip market. You've experienced, some of you in this room have experienced those things and the storm clouds of broken relationships are forming in your world. Some of you have storm clouds that deal with addictions. You thought that you had gotten past them or you, maybe you've been struggling to get out of them and every time you feel like you've gained a little bit of ground, you've gotten free from that addiction, the chains of those addictions reach out and they grab you yet once again and you find yourself held in bondage. The storm clouds of those addictions are forming in your life and in your world. Some of you, in the last few weeks, last few months, maybe the last year and a half, you've experienced the financial storm clouds because you had a job that you thought was really stable, really secure, but then that job started to get kind of shaky because of what was happening in our world. Maybe your situation changed. Maybe that job that you had, you don't have it anymore because that job went away. Maybe you're in a place where The paycheck that you got used to make the ends meet, but they don't make the ends meet anymore. So you're looking at a second job or a third job and those financial storm clouds are forming in your life. Maybe you've got health storm clouds. You sat in front of a doctor who told you the diagnosis and it wasn't good, told you that you're gonna need surgery, told you that you might have to do chemo or radiation or maybe both. Or maybe for you, the diagnosis wasn't that you need surgery or you have some kind of disease. Maybe for you, the storm clouds relate to your emotional and mental health. You're dealing with doubt. You're dealing with depression. You're dealing maybe even with despair. The questions in your mind are loud. The answers are hard to find. And you are looking for peace. The storm clouds are forming. Listen, we live in a stormy world. The times in which we live are stormy. It's just the way it is. And I wish that the message for today was to tell you how to make all the storms go away. I would be a rich, rich man if I could figure that out. Right, Because there's not a person in this world who wouldn't pay some money if you could guarantee to them that the keys that you held in your hand could make the storms go away. I I can't bring you that kind of news today. Life is just stormy. It's the way it works. And so you're either in a storm today or you just came out of one or if you just look into the future a little bit, you see another one coming. As my grandfather used to say, welcome to life. 
right? It's kind of the way it works. And yet, what if it were possible to stormproof your life? Not to make the storms go away, not to keep them from ever coming at you again, because sometimes you're just out on the boat fishing, having a good day, and you look off on the horizon, and there's storm clouds. They just come. It's the way it works. You can't make them uh, stop coming. You can't make the storms go away. You can't keep them out of your life. They will come. They will come. And you know what I'm saying is true because there is not a person in this room who has not experienced a storm. It's just the way life is. But what if you could learn some wisdom that would help you as a person stand in the middle of the storm. Now, because I grew up on the East Coast and because we've lived on the East Coast, our family has had some experience with hurricanes. We don't get too many of those here in Indiana. But I, I grew up as a kid. I remember hurricanes coming, tropical storms, nor'easters. We had all those things when I was a kid just along the East Coast there. And I'm going to admit something to you which might make you think I'm weird, like him. We had a hurricane when we lived in Annapolis, Maryland, and it came right up the Chesapeake Bay, and, and the, the winds were incredible. And the trees in our, on our property were just bending back and forth. And so I said to my oldest son, let's go stand out there. Someday, I'll be able in a sermon to say we stood in the middle of a hurricane. Today is that day. That has no application to anything that I am saying in this sermon today. I just wanted to honor my word to my son that someday that was going to make it into a sermon. Today is that day. I am a man of my word. The storms will come. They are always going to come against our life. But what if there was some wisdom that we could learn, that we could go right into the middle of the storm and stand there and know that even in the middle of the storm, when it is raging against us, that there is this covering of protection over our lives. Not that keeps the storm from being real. Not that keeps the storm out of our life, but that keeps us safe and secure right in the middle of the storm. Psalm 91 is a passage of scripture. It is an ancient text written thousands of years ago. And it comes out of this book, which was a book of prayer and songs, which formed the spiritual and worship life of, of Israel, God's people in the Old Testament. And the writer of this particular psalm had learned some things about God out of his own personal experience that he shares in this prayer, this song that he has written. And this ancient text contains wisdom that wasn't just true back there. It's true today. And there are a couple of those pieces of wisdom I just want to share with you. Not my wisdom, wisdom from the scriptures. 
first thing that I think we learn from Psalm 91 is that God is a shelter in a stormy world. God is a shelter in a stormy world. When this writer is writing this prayer, he is saying that he has learned some things about God and he uses very personal language to talk about God. He says, God is my refuge. He is my place of safety. He is my God. I trust him. There's this personal connection that the writer has, has with God and he's learned something about God, that God is a refuge. He's a place of safety. So even when the world gets stormy, even when we face things that are really difficult and hard to deal with, even in the midst of those moments, God is a refuge. He is a place of safety. Now this word refuge, it's, it's not a word that, that really refers to like a man-made structure. This is not like your house that was built with human hands. It's more like a crevice that, that is just naturally formed in the side of a mountain. A cleft in the rock where you can find a place to hide. It, it refers to a, a shelter that's immovable, that's unshakable, that's impenetrable. And the, the psalmist, the writer of this passage of scripture says, God is that. He's immovable, he's unshakable, he's impenetrable. And if you find your shelter in him, you're going to be safe. He's my refuge, he's my place of safety, he's my God, I trust him. This is what the writer of the Psalms is talking about in Psalm 91. But he goes on from there, not just to say God is a refuge in a stormy world. He is that, but he, but he goes on to communicate something about this God. And, and what he communicates next is that if you take shelter in God, if you take shelter in God, he's gonna take care of you. Verses three and four of Psalm 91, we find the, the writer declaring some things about God. He says that he will rescue you. He will protect you. He will shelter you. He will, he will save you. This is what God does when we take shelter in him. This is what the writer is talking to us about. He's saying, listen, he's my refuge. He's my place of safety. But, but here's why you ought to consider making him your place of safety. Because this is what God does for you if you take shelter in him. What the writer is really saying is whatever you're going to face in this world, and we already know there's a lot of storms out there that we will face. Whatever you're going to face in this world, if you take shelter in God, he's going to take care of you. You got financial storm clouds in your life? Take shelter in God. He's a provider. He'll meet your needs. He promises to do that. You have health storms in your life? Take refuge, take shelter in God. You know why? Because he's a healer. He can touch you, he can heal you, he can restore you. That's who he is, that's the power that he has. You've got storm clouds of addictions threatening your life? Guess what? Take shelter in God because he is freedom. And he can break the chains that are holding you captive. 
You have relational storm clouds in your life? Take shelter in God. You know why? Because God's a friend. And he won't leave you, and he won't forsake you, and he won't betray you. And he's a reconciler. He brings people back together again. Whatever you're facing in life, whatever storm clouds you see, I just want to encourage you, take shelter in God, because when you do, he will take care of you. That's who he is, and that's what he does. There's one more thing from Psalm 91. God is a shelter in a stormy world, and if you take shelter in him, he will take care of you. But here's what you need to know. God is inviting you to take shelter in him. He's inviting you to to find your shelter in his presence. That's really why Psalm 91 is written. The writer is communicating something of his own experience, but he's doing it because he wants others to experience it. Which is why in verse one, when he says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find their rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He's making a declaration, something that is true, something he knows to be true from his own experience, but he's also doing it because he's saying, this is available to you too. If you will make your shelter in God, he will take care of you, and he wants you to do that. Now, it's interesting when the writer of this psalm talks about living in the shelter of the Most High, because this word live, it's It's not like just find a place to stay for the night, right? There were words that he could have used if he was referring to like a tent that you might set up and sleep in and then tear down and move to another location. That's more of a temporary dwelling. He could have used a word to describe that, but that's not the word he used. And he didn't use the word that would describe like a hotel or an inn where you might stay. He didn't use that kind of word. It's not a temporary or mobile kind of thing. He uses the word live, which literally means your dwelling place. One commentator said it this way, the word that he chose for for that particular point was to communicate to us that he wants us to make God our permanent address. Isn't that a great picture? See, some of us, when we see storm clouds, we run for cover in the presence of God. And that's not a bad thing. But we tend to see God, some of us, we tend to see God as kind of a helper when things get bad. Like, oh no, a storm is coming. I guess I should reconnect with God. That is not what the writer of this passage is inviting us into. The writer of this passage is saying, what if you made God the place where you live? What if you decided to let your life reside in the presence of God as you live in relationship with him and you let God cover your life with his presence so that whenever the storms come, you don't ever have to be afraid. You don't ever have to wonder, I wonder if the structure will hold. It will. 
you can just stay right where you are in the presence of God. This is why the writer of this passage says, when you take shelter in God, you can rest. Remember Jesus in the boat when the storm was raging? You, maybe you've heard this story, maybe you haven't, but there's this passage in the New Testament where Jesus is in a boat with his disciples and there's a storm raging. It's not storm clouds off on the horizon, it's here. And the boat is shaking and the disciples actually think they're going to die. And do you know what Jesus is doing? He is sleeping. He's taking a nap. He's not worried at all. Not one ounce of fear. Not because he knows he's going to calm the storm, but because he knows the storm can't hurt them. That's what the psalmist is talking about in this passage. Make your permanent address the presence of God and he will rescue you. He will protect you. He will cover you. He will deliver you. He will save you. God's inviting you to live your life in his presence. Now here's what we know. We live in a stormy world. There's nothing we can do about that. Nothing we can do to make the storms go away. Nothing we can do to stop them from coming into our lives. They will come. The question that we all have to answer though is, will we run to him for cover? Will we put our lives in his presence? Not just when things get bad, but every moment of every day, we just make our address right there in his presence. That's what God's inviting us into. And so as we close this message, uh, I wanna just invite you just for a moment to bow your heads, close your eyes. And uh, this is just a moment of reflection. This is just a moment where we kind of shut out the distractions and we just kind of zero in on what we've heard and we think about what it means for our lives. So as you're here in this moment right now and you're reflecting on what you've just heard, this ancient wisdom, which I think has a lot of relevance for where we are today. Some of you hearing my voice right now are in a storm. And if you're not in a storm, you can look off on the horizon and see another storm coming. And maybe today you just needed to hear this word because you're looking for shelter. And I wanna just say to you today that there is no better place to find shelter than in the presence of God. God will take care of you if you take shelter in him. And so this morning, as we move to the end of this service, if you are here today and you think to yourself, you know what, I think today I need to find shelter in God's presence. And I actually wanna just acknowledge that in this place. All I want you to do right where you're at is just raise your hand. I'm not gonna embarrass you, call you out, point you out in any way. And I'm not gonna ask you to do anything else other than raise your hand because I just wanna pray for you at the end of this service. So if you are here today and you need to find shelter in the presence of God, would you just raise your hand? 
I see some hands, yeah. Anybody else? Just raise your hand up high because I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. Again, I'm not going to embarrass you or call you out in any way. Yeah, I see those hands. You can put your hands down. Let's pray together. God, you saw every hand that went up and even those that didn't but really wanted to put them up. God, you know every heart in this room. And what we know, God, is that all we have to do is turn to you. And in that moment of turning to you, we find shelter in your presence. We don't have to spend days, weeks, months, years searching for you so that we can find shelter in you. You're always right there and you're always ready to provide shelter in our lives. God, I pray for every person that raised their hands that whether they're right in the middle of the storm or whether they see a storm coming, would you in this very moment assure them that your presence is covering over their lives right now? And may they find themselves placing their life right in the center of your presence and your plan for their lives. Be close to us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.